Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. And speaking of sun, as much as we love the sun, we also have to be cognizant of the fact that too much exposure to the sun can be dangerous. And so before you go on holiday and before you expose your beautiful bodies and your glorious skin to the sun, we have to remind you to be careful, to be mindful of what you are doing. Because, of course, skin cancer is um, a very real threat. And um, so, you know, there are bits of different bits of information, like what kind of SPF and what time should you be in the sun or out of the sun? And how do you find the balance between getting vitamin D and not exposing your sun to the harmful, your skin to the harmful UV rays? Well, I have an expert. I have Dr. Um, Suretha Kannenberg, who's a dermatologist at Tigerberg Hospital, who is very very kindly given up time to speak to us and just talk about being sun smart and looking after our skin. Dr. Kannenberg, welcome and thank you very much for joining us. Hi, Nikki, and um, thank you uh, for the opportunity to speak to you about this very important topic. Yeah, it really is important. And I know that while December, as I said, we could be going on holiday and swimming and having lots of fun. It is National Awareness um, Calendar, um, as in Skin Cancer Awareness Month, and that's from the 1st of December until the 31st of January. So let's break it down, Dr. Kannenberg. Let's look at um, skin cancers and how prevalent these cancers are in South Africa. What, what kind of a threat is it, a real threat? Yeah, no, it's definitely an, a very real threat in our country, um, in particular for very fair skins, uh, definitely, but also in darker skins. Um, we have various skin cancers. Um, if we look at, uh, we as, a, as dermatologists, we always like to uh, divide them between either the melanoma skin cancers or the non-melanoma skin cancers. And the reason that we do that is because melanoma skin cancers are so very deadly. So, and those are the pigmented ones. So those are the ones that people often think develop from moles and changing moles. Um, and yes, they can, but we know that uh, more than 80% of melanomas actually develop a normal skin. So between uh, um, the uh, between uh, um, uh, pigmented lesions, so between moles actually. Then um, the uh, um, if we if we look at the other group, which is uh, actually probably a much bigger group, actually, we will see in that group basal cell carcinomas, the commonest skin cancer or the commonest cancer for that matter that human beings get, and then we uh, uh, then we have uh, squamous cell carcinoma as well which is uh, also very common, uh, a lot more dangerous than basal cell carcinomas, but not as not nearly as dangerous as melanomas. Um, this, uh, a lot of this, the, the, sure, we, we have some uh, um, uh, genetic tendencies as well, yes, but um, we, uh, uh, we see, yeah, we have some genetic tendencies, but um, the, the biggest thing uh, and the one thing that we can do uh, to uh, help us to protect ourselves um, would be sun protection and that's uh, well yeah that's the most important thing that we can do mm. that and then of course we also have to keep in mind that checking our skins regularly are also really important yeah okay so let's let's break all of that down thank you so much for all of that dr cannenberg so let's go to the 
Let's go to the the, the second one that you spoke about, the um, basal cell cancer carcinoma. You said it's very common. You said the, the squamous, I don't know if I have pronounced that correctly, but you say that's slightly more dangerous in the basal cell. And we're going to, I'm going to be asking you about with, with this common cancer, what it would look like, what people would need to do. And is it just a matter of removing it? What, what is the process? And then we'll talk about the melanoma as well. But let's first take an ad break um, and um, then we'll you can you can answer these questions we'll be right back hi fm your station of choice since 2008 well, welcome back to the show. We're talking sun, we're talking skin, and yes, I can imagine you're imagining yourself sitting by a pool and perhaps perhaps sun tanning. I have Dr. Suretha Kannenberg, who is a dermatologist um, uh, at Tigerberg Hospital, and we're talking about looking after your skin from the 1st of December until the 31st of January. It is Skin Cancer Awareness Month. And we really do have to be mindful about the times that we expose our bodies, uh, the time during the day, um, the kind of protection we use, and what to do when we do see changes um, start to take place on our skin, little moles popping up or little oozing sores. Um, So that's what we're talking about today. Um, Dr. Kannenberg, um, just before the break, um, you, you mentioned the different types of skin cancer. And I said, let's Look at the first one, the basal um, cell cancer carcinoma. Um, there's also the, the squamous cell one. Um, what does that look like? And if it is m- more common, is it is it also like with other cancers? Is it a case of catching it early and then you have a better outcome? Um, what is the procedure? What are the steps that are taken? What to look out for? Mm, yes, thank you. Now, basal cell carcinoma, as you actually pronounced it, that and squamous cell carcinoma really well. So, um, so that's a, a, um, good for you. Thank you for that. <laughs> thank um, you. So, uh, the basal cell carcinoma is very common, usually very slow growing, and these are usually in sun exposed sites. In fair skin, they will just be little pearly. Um, almost looking like pimples, really, or, or like a, a big pimple, really. Um, but um, that, uh, so sometimes people are quite surprised when I make that diagnosis. People can often um, confuse it with a, a skin-colored mole, even. Um, so that can be quite tricky to pick up. But when it ulcerates, so when it becomes um, a wound, so usually this will be um, a, a little elevated area that has a central uh, wound that doesn't heal, and this especially in sun-exposed sites, then um, then the the diagnosis of basal cell carcinoma is is uh, often made. Um, usually, doctors would would do a biopsy, so they would um, they would uh, um, remove uh, either a piece of it or remove the whole thing, um, and that's usually how you would confirm your diagnosis. This will usually be in sun-exposed sites, but don't think that um, that that uh, darker-skinned individuals are safe of this because we know that darker-skinned individuals still get basal cell carcinomas. They are just less common. They look a little bit different in that they are usually um, a little bit more pigmented, so they will be brown or black very often. Um, but uh, that is, it's still we can still see that with uh, our darker-skinned patients. Squamous cell carcinoma, we would uh, usually also see in sun-exposed sites. Um, Now, the um, well, I just want to backtrack a little bit. Basal cell carcinomas 
um, I say sun-exposed sites. So we have to keep in mind that it can also be, and we see it particularly on men's backs, you know. Um, so areas that are uh, um, exposed to the sun in a kind of a, uh, in, in binges almost. So, so you know, I always think back of my father mowing the lawn on a Saturday, and then he would always take off his shirt when he was doing that. And that is the perfect recipe to get a basal cell carcinoma on your back. Um, where you have those binges of, of exposure in the sun. So uh, squamous cell carcinomas, sun-exposed sites, usually little scaly, uh, um, scaly red elevated areas, not even um, that obvious uh, often. But um, so sometimes I can even feel these lesions more than I can see them. So that's why dermatologists often use their hands quite a lot. And um, but then it can become little wounds if it uh, if it progresses, then it become little wounds. And these uh, and, and so if you have a wound that's not healing in a sun exposed site, in particular in face skin, then it is important to have it checked out because it can be a squamous cell carcinoma. The basal cell carcinomas are reasonably weak uh, cancers, if I can call it that. Um, so they um, they if they if they get to the to the point where they make ulcers, then they can be a little bit more risky. But before that, so ulcer obviously is a wound, but before that, usually you know it's easily treatable. They don't really spread. Um, squamous cell carcinomas, on the other hand, can spread, but usually you know if they picked up early, then it's not uh, it's not a, a big problem in the in the vast majority of cases. Saying that. If we have people who are immunosuppressed for whatsoever reason, whether it's renal transplant uh, patients or whether it's uh, HIV patients, for example, if they're immunosuppressed, then the chances of uh, it, uh, it uh, spreading um, is, is more so. And these patients need to be watched really carefully. Um, shall we move on to the melanomas now? Yes, please. And also, yes, if you don't mind, if we can talk about the melanomas. And also, I know that there's the what to look out for. There's the A, B, C, D, E, which yes. I think will be very important for our listeners. Yes, indeed. Just also for squamous cell carcinoma, I just wanted to mention as well, is that is the type of cancer that you get from cumulative sun exposure. So that means from the day that you were born, you are exposed to sun and it, it adds and adds and adds. So it accumulates. Mm -hmm. And um, and and so, you know, the older we get, the more likely we are going to, to get that. But I mean, I see with basal cell carcinomas, I see men in their 40s often. So uh, so guys who have uh, uh, cyclists, for example, they, they uh, are very often, I see these young men with these basal cell carcinomas. Now, melanomas, okay, melanomas, yes, very dangerous. Uh, it's really one of those scary conditions that we don't want to miss because weight for weight, it's the most dangerous cancer in men, or I mean in man, sorry, so men and women. Um, now, um, yes, these are usually pigmented lesion. There are some that catch us out, but obviously I leave that up to the doctors to, to diagnose. Um, but what, what patients and what people can look out for? First of all, it's very important to get to know your moles. Uh, after the age of about 45, we don't want to develop new moles. So if you develop new pigmented lesions after that, so new brown spots, new black spots, it's important to uh, to have them checked out. As I said, 80% of melanomas develop from, uh, develop from normal skin, but 20% can develop from moles. It is important to just 
take notes of what is going on on your skin. Get to know your skin. Now, ideally, we say that that one should examine your skin once a month. Um, that is, uh, uh, we always hope that that people do that. But uh, you know, I know life gets in the way. But it is, it, you know, it's something that can really save your life. So if we look at the A, B, C, D, E criteria, interestingly, it's actually different in children and it's different in in non-pigmented lesions. But let's look at the the general one. So if we look at the A, that stands for asymmetry. So if a lesion is asymmetrical from side to side, top to bottom, then have it checked out. Um, B, if it starts to make little, I, I, I always say that it grows out with little fingers at the border. So the, the border gets irregular. Then that's important to have checked out. Okay. Then uh, color is important. Now, the thing is, is that we're looking for funny colors. Okay. We're looking for, um, I, I mean, a mole can sometimes have two colors. It's, that's not a big drama. A mole can sometimes be black, and that's also normal in some cases. But but if a mole starts to have funny colors like gray and uh, blue, then these are the things that we really want to have checked out. But, you know, if you are concerned, because I strongly believe that there is the sixth sense, and if you are, if you are worried about a mole, have it checked out. So that was C, color. Okay, then we're moving on to D, diameter. So this is also a little bit controversial, but they use the 0.6 uh, um, a centimeter uh, uh, measurement of a of a small of a normal pencil, right? So the back of a pencil. So if it's bigger than 0.6 centimeters or bigger than the diameter would be of a pencil, then um, then you know have it checked out. But this is important because um, because we can still get smaller melanomas and we get get bigger moles. So it's just kind of giving you a clue of what you need, need to look out for. Mm -hmm. But then mm -hmm. probably the most important one for me is evolution. So that's the E. And so evolution would stand for change. So if you're noticing a change in a mole, it is important to have it checked out. Change in a mole does not equal melanoma because moles change with during with us during our lives as well. Sometimes it can have a fast change. So if there's a pimple in there, for example, it's going to get bigger quickly, for example. But the thing is, is that if there is a change, then please have it checked out by a professional. Uh, our GPs help us a lot in that as well. Um, and so with a general practitioner or a dermatologist, just please have it checked out. Yes. Wow. Thank you so much. That's the A, B, C, D, E. Um, and I'm going to repeat that a little bit later for our listeners, um, uh, Dr. Kannenberg. Just uh, before we do say goodbye to you, very quickly, the no-go times to be in the sun. The, okay, so when we shouldn't be in the sun and what kind of SPF factors should we be looking at over the December holidays? Yes, thank you for that. The, uh, the no-go zone, Probably, you know, this varies depending on the, the heights above sea, um, sea level, for example. Um, interestingly enough. So it's actually, I, I think you said that you were based in Joburg. So it's even a yeah. little bit worse for you than me here by the coast. But uh, um, the, the sun exposure probably on a hot day would be between 10 and 4. But generally, we would say 11 to 3. Uh, you can imagine that in wintertime, this will be a little bit different as well. But if we say 11 to 3, then that's probably... Um, uh, the the best idea of best indication of when to stay out of the sun. The uh, sun protection factor, uh, fair skins should not be going in the sun with less than 50. Uh, darker skins could probably get away with uh, SPF of 30. But you have to keep in mind that SPF only refers to ultraviolet B protection. 
we need to watch out for ultraviolet A protection as well. So make sure that you have a sunscreen that is has a cancer seal of approval and uh, um, make sure that you reapply your sunscreen because the sunscreen will is going to fail if it's not reapplied properly. And that is actually every two hours, which is really hard, I know. And uh, it washes out, uh, washes off in the, in, the, in the water, even though it says waterproof, you know, don't trust that. Um, and uh, so reapply, and especially in your children, please. This is this is very important because the majority of of sun damage and and uh, the danger for skin is actually the vast majority before the age of eighteen already. But also the other thing is protection. So cover up as much as you can with a, a densely woven but loose fitting clothing, preferably a dark color. Uh, cover up as much as possible. Wear um, a hat with a nice broad rim, not a cap, broad rim. Um, and sunglasses because we also have to protect our eyes. Hmm. Wow. Okay. I'm interested in the dark color and the light color. I, I thought you, okay. I mean, that's an interesting one, Dr. Cannenberg, but I'm not going to go into that. What I, what I want to discuss is very quickly before we say goodbye, vitamin D. Um, I know you're a dermatologist um, and you're looking at the skin, but we know that the levels of vitamin D in so many people like globally are ridiculously low. And so when I hear this, like you're out of the sun at this time and when you're not, then you've got to cover up. When do we? When is it okay to expose our skins? Because we do need the vitamin D. Yeah. That vitamin D thing is is very very controversial. Those levels are actually it's it's not unfortunately, you know levels are low, uh, yeah. but but the clinical implications of that unfortunately is not clear. The we get enough we get a lot of vitamin D in through our food, certainly is that. Um, and then the other thing is you know a little bit of even if you just have your hands exposed to the sun for half an hour, that's enough to produce enough vitamin D. Um, to okay. be of clinical importance. So, so the thing is, is that vitamin D is actually really important for dermatologists as well, because uh, we know that there are uh, that there are some associations as well with vitamin D issues. Uh, vitamin D deficiencies also affect the skin. But um, but we uh, but but yeah, the vitamin D thing is um, uh, very. There are lots of studies ongoing on that. Let's see. Let's say that. Um, okay. And make sure that you follow a healthy diet. And you know, if you're worried, then rather take a vitamin D tablet than actually exposing yourself to all of these harmful rays. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Kahneberg. And I think I, I suppose balance is so important, finding balance. We're continually striving for that, aren't we, in all areas of our lives. But thank you so much. I think that the information that you've shared with all of us, especially as a reminder this time of the year, knowing that so many people are going to be out there exposing their bodies, we really appreciate your time. And I'm certainly going to be repeating what you've covered with us today. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank Please you. be careful Thank in the sun. You. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Dr. Um, Suretha Kanenberg, who is the dermatologist at Tigerberg Hospital. So that is the ABCDE of melanomas. You look, is it asymmetrical? The borders of the mole, they become irregular. Um, there has the color change, strange colors like blues or reds. The diameter is exceeding um, more than, you know, 0.6 millimeters. Has it, the evolution, um, has it, has, has it gone as some kind of change like 
you know, is it looking a little bit strange? Go and see a doctor. Um, apply your sunscreen every two hours. If you're fair skinned, you shouldn't be using this in SPF 50. If you've got a darker skin, SPF 30, check that it is the A and B and stay out of the sun between 11 and 3. Look after your skin, vitally important.